Welcome listeners, I go by the name Vobs. Yo, what's up, what's up? This is Sharon. And you now tuned into the Real Life Fish. New York, man, what it do? First and foremost, we want to thank everybody that was able to listen to our podcast, that was able to comment and uh, share it. We did, uh, what was the numbers first week? I think like 60, 60 downloads, something like that. 60 downloads first week. I'm feeling like LeBron James and, and Michael Jordan put together right now. <laughs> A mix. But, um... Uh, yo, how was your weekend, man? It was actually pretty chill. I was I was hyped about us reaching the eighty downloads now. Yeah, that means a lot oh, of people. Oh, oh, that's that's eighty. We went from sixty to eighty after the week in two days. If, yeah, if you catch that. That was yeah, that was wild. It was exciting because we're new to this, so to get get that many listens, that means we're reaching that many more ears. Eighty people is is a lot of people to be listening to something. I'm not gonna lie. We ain't know, but eighty people. Liked us. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know 80 people, so I'll tell you that right now. I don't know 80 people. My circle got three people in there, and he's sit, one of them sitting next to me. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> so, nah, but the weekend was good. You know, I went out there, had a little drink or something, you know, a little something to hang out. Okay. Hung out with, met some people. It was a good time. It was a real good time. What about you? Um, One of my mans, he had a, a, a barbecue. You know, a little little get together with the kids and um, a couple old folk. I'm old now. That's that's, how, <laughs> that's what I go by. But you know, the kids was able to go on the trampoline. He he had the the deep fryer with the fried chicken in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with the and his wife made the big ziti with the yellow rice. It was it was immaculate. It was good. So where's the leftovers? I, I ate it. Damn. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> my bad. But um. How you, you know, put it out there like we, that and then get ah. Oh. Wow, man. Disgusting. <laughs> nah, but uh, we also had, you know, we listened to a bit of LL Cool J, a little bit of Biggie, so the music was good. It was just a cool time. I, I invited him to, he ain't want to show up, so that's why, I'm, that's why I'm rubbing it in his face a little bit. You know what I mean? But, um... It sounds like it was a good vibe, though. Especially, yo, LL? I yeah. don't think many people realized he was, he, was, he was the man. He was smooth. He was, yeah. He was smooth, man. Smooth with the biggie. I forgot whatever else we was listening to because I had a couple mics, a couple Coronas, and some other stuff. I don't even <laughs> know, remember what it was, but I was drinking. And I made a home safe, too, thank God, you know? Oh, well, that's good. Word, man. But, um, you know, without any further ado, we feeling uh, stop the press. We, we got something to get off our motherfucking chest. Sharon, what that topic be today? Yeah, that topic... It's something good. I'm actually excited about it. We got um We we hitting homes right now. I mean homes around the world, whether it be suburbs or in the projects on the third, fourth, fifth floor with no elevator. Everybody gonna relate to it. Everybody. No elevator. Everybody you gonna relate walk. to it. This is something this is something deep. I mean, I hope y'all ready for it. We got parents that are present but absent. Mm. Mm. Let that sink in right quick. I said parents that are present, but, but absent. absent. If you think about that, just... Like like, that, that's it, a ball. That's that's a ball in its own, yeah. <laughs> that's a ball in its own. And we also have a guest speaker with us today. The man, the myth, the legend. I call him Major K. Sharon, what you call him? Call him YB. Uh-huh. It's not a question, that's a statement. That's a statement. Yeah, get up here and introduce yourself. What's up, y'all? My name is Kurt. Some people call me Kato. Some people call me Yash. Some people call me Light. <laughs> I go by a lot of names and whatnot, but I'm here chilling with my cousins right now. I'm here to definitely have a good conversation with them, see how this podcast could go, 
And I, I definitely will say I'm proud of y'all as well for thank you. even doing this. Definitely, thank you, thank thank you, you man. Hey, I would say you, you, you inspired us as well, you know, because you went out there before us and and then you know put whatever you thought and you felt as a clothing line. So you know that's that was that was, that's really inspiring. So I thank you for that. Well, I guess we're saying thank yous around, you know, <laughs> literally and whatnot. Like we all are thankful for some, and exactly. I guess we all count our blessings. Cause yeah, man. You know, Kato and I used to be in 44 fighting in the bathroom and all that. You know? <laughs> I won. I know I, I won, won a couple times, you know, because I'm dark-skinned, so I can't let my dark-skinned brothers down, you know. He, he got one then, you know. You know, he probably hit me a couple times. And, back when light skin wasn't cool. Right. Now, yeah, they still not, but it's all right. They, they accept it. They more accepted now, you know. <laughs> You're going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to ask you one thing. When was light skin not black? No, 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 you black. It's just dark chocolate is more crave better. Last I checked, light skin still had that black feature in them too. So. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Oh, you yeah. oh, <laughs> that dark, oh, that dark feature that you're like speaking that. on. We ain't going I got that too. No, no, that's why I say I might hate me for this, but I mean, we just saying. Nah. Yeah. But yeah, just man, saying. yeah. Tell the dark, the dark skin in y'all is the dark skin in me, cause yeah. my father is as dark as y'all. Oh damn, Boy, that, he, he went deep. He went deep. I like that, man. Dang, this is why we got him on the podcast. Yeah, this is real life <laughs> like this, exactly. Yeah, but um, tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Um, I'm 27 now. Birthday just passed. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you. I don't care for the shit, but thank you. You made another one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I could say, like, I'm uh, I'm young. I'm African-American. Well, it, that's a real race, but um, I'm black. I'm more... Uh, I, I actually own a business or at least co-ownership um, to the business. Mm -hmm. they also got another business that's on the ground level. Well, I can't even say it's on the ground level now because, like, got a lot of people paying attention to it. It has a lot of attention. It's called um, F-U-K-K-K. Oh, nice. I, I like the way you, you jumped into that, everybody, because I had a couple questions for that anyway. Um, and that stands for Fuck Racism, correct? Yeah, well, the, the what we got trademarked me and my um partner. Mm -hmm. By the way, his name is Olat Olaitun Alatakumbo or whatnot. But nice. you could call big him. Up. Yeah, big up to Combo. the big homie. Right. So like we was just like tired of all the police brutality and all the stuff that we were seeing like on the internet and even on the news of mm -hmm. uh, killings. It, it being recorded and the person that did the killing still getting away with it. Right. So we wound up seeing that and we made the decision like, nah, we got to find some type of way to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And F-U-K-K-K. Mm -hmm. Basically standing for fuck, fuck you, Coots Cuts Clan. Right. And that being just a direct word itself is is technically not a curse. Uh, on, on the other hand, it has its own message behind it in two forms. Double meaning, yeah. yeah so like right. when we would just bring it up to people, people would be like, "Yo, y'all ain't scared. Like y'all ain't scared that they gonna try to come for y'all or anything." And it's like, well, to be honest, like these people have been causing genocide for like, at least a good. 400 plus years and all we're doing is saying fuck you so i like i, I honestly don't see in a polite way rather than the way they do it to us they're causing physical right we're just anything, saying yeah i'm just saying something <laughs> and you can't and, get mad at that yeah like yeah. and and i live in america like right. freedom Supposedly. of speech Supposedly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> free yeah. 
freedom air quotations of <laughs> 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 definitely on that yeah quotations at least you guys started you know what i'm saying like you Very guys true. were brave enough and bold enough to go ahead and really stick with it you know what i mean and start to spread a message to where that enough is enough yeah you know what i'm saying like we're tired of it but what do you guys hope to accomplish with this clothing line and the message behind it I go off of laws of attraction. I don't know who else does, but right. I know that we're going to um, actually oh, get no all of... Yeah, there's no hope. It's going to happen. Yes, I have faith if I have to say that, but I know that right. we're going to gain Faith is one thing want. and knowing is, is another. Is another. So you know that's I mean? why so, yeah, I, like, yeah. I, will, I, I already see... You can have both. <laughs> you, you, yes, yes, yes. Don't be crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. But I would, I would definitely say that I know, like, uh-huh. I know that we're gonna get everything because, from the time being of me saying that, yo, I'm gonna do this or we're gonna do this, we've done it. Speaking it into existence, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like so, that's that's and just, positive. Just being positive with everything. Yep. Not more so of having where there's like a a, a rift of oh, am I, is it going to happen or yeah. I know it's going to happen. It's like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic towards that one part. It's right. where it's like, yeah, I know I'm going to gain it. Yeah. And it's been working ever since I even came across those attractions. So why would I stop now? Okay. Now, where can the people, if they choose to support this and back you guys up, What's a, a website where they can get in contact with you guys and, and purchase? Well, our website right now is fukkk3.com. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. we'll we'll link that, of course, into the podcast description. Mm-hmm. So nobody has to memorize that. Don't worry. We yeah, got it'll you. be up there. It'll be up there. But um, by the way, the Instagram is also fukkk3. You get just at that. The Facebook is fukkk. I'll be honest with you. Literally, you can even go to Google now and just type in fukkk, and it pops oh, up in your oh search. Man. Man. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. And, and since we're still on the topic, my son oh, yeah, also yeah, yeah. wore this hat in his video. Yeah. And yeah. I remember this day. As soon as I was on YouTube and I seen it, I called you and was like, yo. That's the other voice I'd be having. Yo. <laughs> you know, this this was a big day because everything that you put into to, to this brand is actually evolving, you know. And to see that from what both of you guys put into it, to see an established artist where your brand was big for me, you know. And that was one of the other reasons why. My cousin and I started this as well, was to share a message and break through the bullshit that's in this world and kept it real. That's an, that's another reason why we're able to sit up here right now and be real with everybody else and let them know that they're not alone. So you you up here for us and you don't know yeah. that you 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 guys can't see my hand, but, but it's high. <laughs> but it's high. It's high. Um, you you are definitely we respect you a hundred percent. Yes, that's something that I appreciate that I'm able to respect somebody. In my generation, at that, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I respect respect him for his his life and how he built his life and how he built his family. I respect Thank you, you for how you built your family still mm-hmm. and how you built your brand and how you just out there getting it every single day. And it's just you don't see that much in the world. You don't see people out there getting it every single day. They want to come up with a complaint. They want to come up why they can't do it. Why they're scared to do it. Fuck that. This is your world. You do it. Make it. Go That's get it. it. Yep. Yo, so what's up? You have and you have any more questions? You have anything else you want to share about the brand? 
like somebody might be offended or I'm not trying to bring no trouble towards my way or anything like that. If I say this, like I, one of our slogans is don't be afraid to wear what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. And reason why we say that is because yeah, it might get a little scary sometimes when you bring up certain things that people don't like to hear. So there might be a little conflict. But to be honest, if you don't say it, that's never gonna nothing's going to actually get done. Nothing's going to actually help or fix the issue or problem that you might have. Or even if there's something that you want, you might not get it. And it, this, this, this famous cliche line, a closed mouth, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. So we do have a, unif- a unity like section as far as as well with our brand. We're just basically telling the people that are against people that are not racist Fuck you. Like, cause simple. Simple. It ain't gotta be no extra. extra. Yeah, I ain't gotta put my hands on you. I ain't gotta beat you down. Don't I just, be wrong. All you saying is you just don't like racism. Yes, and and, and if I if I if I create a, a way to where more people can actually voice their opinion without actually having to say something or whatnot, right, then right. what's the problem with that? Just so wait, 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 rewind. I want y'all to comment how you feel. Yeah, Get please, sh- please, so please. Comment how you feel. Leave after a comment the on this. Comes out. Yeah, yeah. So what Kato got going on is crazy, it's wild, it's, it's real life-ish. I'm not going to lie to you. That's And every day he steps out the door with one of these hats on or wearing his clothes, yo, he's he's expressing himself and expressing a lot of feelings for other people who can't express themselves. But we're not just here to talk about that. We're here to talk about our topic. We, you know, it's parents that are present that's absent. Absent, absent. absent. <laughs> no, I'm we don't have the effect for that, but we're going to get that. that um, parents that. that are present that's absent. Yo, we're going we're gonna to dive right into it. I want, we're going to dive right into the to the guest, actually. We're going to yeah, let him let, jump let him talk on that, Yo, man. What, go ahead. What do you, what do you feel like, what's the definition behind that for you? Parents that are present, but absent. What's the definition? Take some time. Go ahead. Think about think it if about you have it. to. Yeah. I really don't need time on this oh um what i will say that like that line itself just means to me like what you can consider an emo uh a a person that would possibly have like almost all the things that you would think that that person would be happy with but instead or not that person is really feeling as if they don't have nobody at all Mm, so now those that parent or whatnot everything comes from the house the home Okay. Nothing, nothing out in the outside or whatnot is is not done for some reason that's happening at home. Uh, like a bully, for instance, or whatnot. Like a a bully would not be doing most mm. of the things he's doing if the house if, if the house behind him wasn't so like messed up. Whatever, whatever it could be. Or right, you right. don't know what that person is actually going through in the home. Facts. So that person is just letting it out on the outside. Yeah. But the present parent is just there physically, but mentally, emotionally, or whatnot. Maybe even spiritually and. How, whatever whatever else you could talk to it they're not there right. it's like that person can look at something and say like yo i'm supposed to value this but then that same person that that child is valuing is not technically there for that child that child might be thinking to themselves like yo i can't even i can't even get something done because the person that i'm looking up to is also the same person putting me down okay. um like that's 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 one what issue. that means to you. Yeah, that's that's, that's okay. one issue that I can honestly say as far as to like what I see from that. Okay, Sharon, what about yourself? I mean, yo, I'm I mean I'm a little speechless because I'm trying to I'm trying to we trying to back find that up. The, <laughs> find the missing missing areas, but damn, 
Damn, he took I got the tears just so you know it's running down the right cheek, <laughs> my face. But um, nah, you hit it. You hit it right on the money. I I agree with you. A a parent that is there, but not physically, not not emotionally, spiritually, just not there to support their child. They don't even realize it most of the time, and they're they're absent from the child. And the child usually stems that into other areas of their life because the parents not. And they're trying, and they're, they're trying they're to seek, seek that that parent to somebody to be there for them, whether it's a coach at school or a best friend that they decide to to buddy with. They end up going to somebody else's house, getting close to those parents. They're trying to seek that, so uh-huh. it's it's a tough situation in our world that a lot of people don't even pay attention to. Not to go deep into this, but. I watched that whole 13 Reasons Why, the second season. And I don't want to go too deep into that. I don't want to go too deep into that. But we had the one, just one scene, if you guys can remember it. Most people don't, I guarantee it. The guy, the biggest, the biggest problem in that show, that's all I'm going to say. And I don't want to kill everything. He went, he was home. She said, I don't even know you. He said, I've been a stranger in the home. I might have screwed up just a little bit, but he said, I've been a stranger in this home. And a lot of people don't even realize that's, that's cr- our whole episode right there. Like, that's, that's crying out for help. That's a so crying go, out for help. Go ahead. Um, like, damn, I'm coming behind two great, uh, you know, uh, reasons and definitions of the parents that are present but absent. But being present can't be everything. You know what I'm saying? You also have to be involved in, in the kid's life. And even though you're there, if the, if the kid can't come to you and talk to you about the smallest problems that may trickle down and roll down to be bigger problems in the future, then really and truly the, the child doesn't really need you there, to be honest, because it hurts more that you're there but not contributing to their life than being absent and not knowing you at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just the way I looked on it and the reason why I try to be in my kid's life every day emotionally, even though I'm tired and coming home from work, I still ask them how their day was if anybody's picking on them, if there's anything that I can do to make their upbringing a little bit better because me thinking I know everything, I'll be false because I'm learning every day and they're learning every day. So I just can't sit here and say, just because I'm your parent, you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. We're all human beings and we're all learning. There's no book or manuscript to sit there and everything to be right. Mm -hmm. Everything changes day to day. Life's changed day to day. You know, problems are problems and that's something you can't run away from. And you hope your parents are there to guide you through them. Be right, because, you know, to be honest, you ain't asked to be here. Yeah. So, like, it, like not saying that even it might be the parent's job or whatnot, because in certain people's circumstances and whatnot, you never know of how a child could come into this world. But at the end of the day, the child did not ask to be here. Yeah. But it is a blessing that that child is even here to begin with, because life is precious. We yes. experience it and we grow and we keep learning to for reasons why life is precious. I, I didn't say it earlier, but I have a young little girl. And my little girl herself or whatnot, I can say that I'm damn for sure proud of. And for all the stuff that I maybe have like dealt with growing up, because my father, he wasn't really like, he wasn't present. He here now. I ain't holding on to it, but he here. Um, but... My um my, my, my little one though, I could I could then for sure say that, yo, I'm not gonna let her go through what I went through and not have a father. She gonna experience a present pops, she gonna experience real genuine love, and she gonna experience the real meaning or whatnot of what a parent is. I don't mean that just by being there physically. I mean that as far as to where even if I, yes, even if I'm not in my daughter's presence. 
if she can think of just something that I said, I'm there with her. Amen. It's just off of the fact of, yo, my words can be powerful enough to just keep radiating or whatnot and, and stay stuck into my daughter's head to know, like, yo, I'm good. I'm good because then I know I did my job because all I want for my child or for even anybody that's my loved ones is for them to continue to grow and gain everything that they want. And I, and I say that, too, because of laws of attraction. Yeah. If you want something, you got to go for it, and you got to speak it into existence and yeah. see yourself already having it. So now um, we did a general discussion about the parents that are present but absent. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the conversation now. There's some friends that I have that hold their parents accountable and be angry towards them for not being a certain way that they wish they should have or could have been. My question to you guys, do you hold them accountable for not being there? Because in everybody's life, we're not perfect. Like I said, I'm not perfect with my kids. We all have our demons. We all make mistakes, but we're learning as we go. So if I'm not, some parents weren't there from birth to 12 or from 12 to 22 in the most precious time that a parent should be there, but now... They could be there from 21 and on, or 25 and on. Should we be angry, not knowing their circumstances? So I'm gonna jump into that because that's a big that's a big problem that I see with with adults and their parents. Uh-huh. And the reason why it's a problem in my eyes is because I'm a big believer in yo accept accept you gotta accept people for who they are, right? Number one. Right. I don't mean you gotta bend over backwards and run around the world for them. Accept people for who they are. Mm-hmm. Number two, a parent could have became a parent. Your parent could have became your parent at a time that they weren't supposed to become a parent. Mm-hmm. And you were technically their learning. You were their training wheels, right? So now, and this is gonna be this is easier for people who have become parents now already to now coexist and talk and forgive and just let go of other parents because they understand now. But for the person that isn't a parent yet, I tend to watch them destroy themselves and destroy a relationship that they could have just built. And you'll be surprised by building a new relationship with, say, your father Mm -hmm. at 25, and you would have never known that you and your father were going to click that well. Right. Because all you did was hold on to a grudge, a past. You don't know their circumstances. You don't know what what was going on with them, or when when it happened, how hard it was for them, or what they were what they were. Tra- doesn't mean that their guilt is not guilt. They they were guilty for it. Right. But that also doesn't mean you don't have to but build you can't pass a judgment. new. Exactly. You don't need to pass judgment. That's right. not your job. Right. All you have to do mm. is accept them for who they are. Stop playing. And <laughs> and move on about life. That's it. People aren't promised every day. Right. It's like it's it's, it's rough. Yeah. And people are losing people are losing their parents, mother, father, and they damn. It's like it sucks. And then you're sitting there. I'm not gonna talk to my father. I'm not gonna. Yeah, he wasn't there. I'm 25. What do I need him for? He should have been there when I was. Listen, you you're here now. You made it. He might not be there tomorrow. Like he might not be there tomorrow because he's beating himself up because he wasn't there for you. 25 years straight so now you could be that deciding factor of if he's gonna be or if she's gonna be later on something that and then something that something this is past that topic um i want to talk about is what the, the the influence of a parent that is present but absent has on a child mentally and how it sparks something 
inner child who's whose mental is already messed up. So a child whose mental is like they, they need to see a psychiatrist or they need to um, take medication. They need to air quotations on that one because mm-hmm. I don't believe in anybody needing to take medication. That mm-hmm. seems to be the first the first answer to a lot of things. What I think is that a parent who's present but they're absent and this this child is mentally unstable turns into one of the hottest topics right now, gun shootings. It turns into a child who's unstable and then goes to school or goes out with his friends and he's now being bullied or he's now being treated unfairly by teachers or friends and he's coming home and rather than, or she's coming home and rather than them being able to confine in the parent, the parent is just in the door mm-hmm. and out the door. They're in the door, hey listen, I left you I left you breakfast on the table, they're out the door. They come home, dinner's on the table, I'm going upstairs, it's, it's, you know what I mean, I just worked 24, 15 hours, I need to go to bed now. Nah, you need to, you need to put that that two hours off to the side to say, hey, listen, let me let me spend some time with my child after work. You need to put that hour of morning time, even if you're waking your child up and being annoying, you don't, not many people have that annoying parent and they need it. Yeah. Parents, parents feel so discouraged to be annoying and be, oh, I want to be the friend to my child or I don't want to be annoying to my child so I actually don't dive too much into their, into their life. But meanwhile, the yeah. child wants to say, mom, can you leave me alone? Dad, can you leave me alone? Like yeah. they want to say that, and they're gonna walk out, and they're like, "My dad cares," you know what I mean? <laughs> and this, my mom cares, and yeah. they're sitting there and they're having conversations with their friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, my mom's so annoying. She texts me seventeen times in the day." Oh, I don't have that problem, you know. My mom, my mom don't don't worry about me. She trusts me. Yeah. But yeah. in the back of their mind, they're like. I wish my mom cared that much. Mm-hmm. So you got two different ends of the spectrum as far as one kid thinking it's annoying and the other kid thinking uh, and wishing that they had it. Yep, I would appreciate that. And that goes for me because my mom was very involved in my life and I can sit here right now, I have two people here that can attest to me just, you know, I, I felt like my mom was annoying, you know, but she cared, she was funny, she was silly. I felt like she was very embarrassing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But. Sharon, you know what I'm saying, right here, he would be, he would come over there every day and take out the trash if I didn't to get that $20. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Kato right here, he would always sit down and talk to my mother, and my mother was very understanding. She didn't have to give you money, she didn't have to, she just, she was just that type of person to just sit there and listen and maybe give you an opinion mm-hmm. or a solution to it one of your problems and for me i wasted time really getting to know my mother because of i felt that she was annoying or felt like she was embarrassing where you know i have stories from them two and me seeing how great of a mother she was that's one way i looked at it in the sense of me having a parent but me pushing her away a little bit because she was a little bit too much there or i felt like she was annoying so something that i noticed and this is i'm sorry this is way out there in the book (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people who, who have this um, parent that is present but absent aspect in their lives to tend to be the only child. Mm. And a lot of people who have that, that now, mm. okay. we, we can go deeper into this, but before we go deeper into it, a lot of the people who aren't, so for instance, I never experienced this because my dad, maybe he wasn't, you know I me, mean? he wasn't there, but when he was there, he was, he was both a father and he was there. You know what I mean? He was else, yeah. and mentally, emotionally... He, Oh man, I'll never forget the lecture, the lecture air quotes I got about me not bringing home my report card. Yeah. Um, the lecture. 
So, um, yeah, I used to hide those, man. Um, but now, what's, what's wild is that my siblings have a completely different, different outlook on on parents, and that's what that's what I want to get into because Kato's an only child, and he has a different outlook on parenting than I do. On my mother's right? side. On his mother's side. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Then, for instance, Bob's here. Yeah. I not have, an only child. You know, I have I have an older brother and myself with my mom's side. You know, I think all our fathers was out there. But, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I had to understand, you know, when my mom did pass, I had different memories of my mother than he, than he did because of him being older and him being first. He's about eight, 10 years older than me. So my mom was just starting out. He was just like a, a I don't want to say it or be rude. He's the test subject. He was the, he was the starter baby. You know what I'm saying? To where my mother was able to make those mistakes and learn from it. And now with me coming, she knows where she wants to right her wrongs and do right and do better. So I had a completely different upbringing than he had i had to understand that my memories weren't his memories because it's two different we're talking about two different people somebody that just started out and was forced not forced to be a parent but made an early decision to where she had to grow up quick therefore she had to learn faster than when i come she already had the experience under her belt of being a mother and being a parent. I was blessed enough to, for her to bring a, a, a father figure into my life because my biological father wasn't there for me. So she made sure I had a male figure in my life to see what a household should look like. A mother, a father, building in a house, going through ups and downs, but still in all sticking together and not running. So that's what I learned in the, in the household and that's why I am the way I am right now. So, Kato, so what's some, a question that I have is like, Hearing, hearing that, like, I don't know if you ever had that outlook on it, but hearing that, what would you say, like, the, the difficulties you've had with, with your parent, your, your mom, or you would you would relate to this topic? And it don't have to be too deep if you don't want to get that deep, but um, what would be a difficulty that you had with your mom trying to grab grab that present, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. From her. Um, like, I honestly would just say, like, it would be understanding. Like, uh, or should I say overstanding? Um, it's like, she, like, she was there and it's like, yo, I, I, and I knew that my mom, I know that my mother doesn't have no, like, real bad to her in her heart. But I do know that the stuff that did happen to her on her way of growing up and everything, like, it was a rough time. Had like, a big impact on her. Yeah. yeah. So he, even my father, he wasn't there, like. He he left or whatnot when I was two years old. So literally, I I could say like, as far as that regard or whatnot, there's there's a lot of things that my mother had to just try to deal with and do and like she like she went to school while she still had me and everything. Like I I, I commend Big my ups. mother. Yeah, Big I commend ups. my mother Auntie. for doing a whole lot. And that yeah. she's actually one of my biggest motivators if I if I want to be um like technical right, yeah technical or whatever because. <laughs> She was working her ass off, and it was just me and her. Like that's yeah. all I seen was just her doing her thing. Like I, I, I've witnessed or oh, whatnot bad times of where my mother maybe made a decision of trying to get a boyfriend to get back out there, and then the guy would wind up being an asshole in some sense or yeah. whatnot. I would I would be too young to even understand what the what's really happening or what's going down, but I would just feel and know like this isn't right That's because right, right. my mother she would show in body language her face or even if it happened to there happened to be tears or something like I, I would I would know what's going on but I wouldn't know 
what's, what's going, going on. on. Like, Facts. so it's, it, <laughs> but from even from just viewing all of that, like I could say, like from when I hit the age of fourteen, like a lot changed. And they do say usually or whatnot when you become into that like young adult stage or whatnot, there's a lot that's gonna be thrown at you, especially being a young, more melanated man or whatnot in in America mm-hmm. or whatnot. And I see from even my mother being a melanated woman in America or whatnot of how difficult it is. Like it wasn't it wasn't just free hand thing, outs. yeah, handouts yeah. or anything like that towards yeah. my mother. Nah, she she really had to like get it. And if there was and I had a lot of family that lived in other states, so even for her to even try to ha- find a babysitter or anything, right. I know it was tough. It was tough and difficult for her. But now what I can say like is when I did hit the age of fourteen. A lot started changing because I was becoming a man. Like I like like literally I I'm, I was hitting yeah I was hitting puberty or anything like that. And then also in her views in her eyes is like yo once you get to this certain point you're supposed to have certain things done. You're supposed to have this going or whatnot. You're supposed to know how to do this. You're supposed to go about things this way. But the thing is is like. I didn't have the father figure to know about certain things of being a man. Right. So when I would hear certain things from my mother, her telling me like, yo, you have to do this or men do this or a man is known by doing this. It, it, like, it, I'm just saying this or whatnot, just so you have an understanding that there's a whole genre of list <laughs> that a man has to accomplish or, or, or being male, you have to do in this world. To be honest, that was from the doctrine that she learned from, though. Right. That The doctrine that she's been brought up on is the doctrine of where it's struggle, strive, or, or get it by any means. Right. And this is this is around the time of her growing up. Now, me being young and then also curious and then, like, also, like, just understanding that, yo, certain things don't add up. Like, it don't have to be this way. Yeah, like, you and... You don't have to do this to get that. I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, like, I wasn't one of those kids where it was like, yo, you just tell me something, and it's like, I just go off of that. I always was the person that kind of talked back, and, 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 like, I would be caught, like, oh, Kurt, you rude, or, or you disrespectful, and it's I'm like, not. nah, I, I have my own mind, and then it, it, it would seem as if, because I even spoke on that, or when that was a problem. I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying. The people that do tune into this episode will kind of relate to either one of our stories. So, um... Hopefully you guys love this episode and you continue to follow us as we grow and our day ones continue to be day ones. Um, that 80, that 80, we feeling the flip at the 160. The 80, you the day ones. We ain't adding nobody else to it now. Stop playing. Stop playing. We need that. (laughs) Yo, man, it was a pleasure having my cousin Kato on here, man. It was was a pleasure. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. So, um, you just tuned into the Real Life Fish, bobbing out.